today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast, Jason and Jamie. Jamie Meg the Stallion took the stand yesterday and testified to everything that she says happened in the car that fateful night with Tory Lanez. Yes, this this is getting crazy. Not to mention, uh, Tory Lanez showed up with his child, his five-year-old, to court, as yeah. you do when you're... On <laughs> trial for shooting someone. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, she took the stand, was incredibly emotional, uh, told the whole story. It, it, a lot of celeb names also were brought up. Uh, apparently, Kylie Jenner is yeah. the source of how this fight even happened. Right. Um, apparently, they were at a party at Kylie's house. Kylie got flirty with Tori. Meg got jealous, they got kicked out of the party, and then this apparent fight happened in the car ride home. Yeah, so, I mean, that's top line for sure. So July 12, 2020, first of all, why are they at a party July 12, 2020? I know. Where, I was locked out. I, I was in my sweatpants it for made four me consecutive so months. so mad. I don't know what happened, but they were having a much better time than yes. I was. Uh, anyway, so July 12, 2020, they were, uh, Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion were at this party at Kylie Jenner's house. Uh, afterwards, what Jamie described would happen inside, it spills out outside and they get in their car to leave. It's Tory, Meg the Stallion's bodyguard is in the car, presumably driving, I guess. Tory Lanes, Meg the Stallion, and Meg's friend, Kelsey Harris, are in the car. Apparently, according to Meg's testimony, Kelsey sort of had a crush on Tory. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Meg and Tory were in a off again, on again, off again sexual relationship. Mm -hmm. That's the way that Meg describes it. Uh, uh, Kelsey began sort of ribbing Meg. Meg and Tori, then that transfers over. They get into a into a shit talking argument about whose career is better. Yes, I don't know how Tori Lanez competes with Meg The Stallion, at least in mainstream fame. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, so uh, they start getting into this into this argument. It, it's getting pretty nasty, and then according to Meg, uh, the argument starts spiraling out of control. Meg gets up to get out of the car. She's wearing a bikini, which yes. again separates this party from any other party that I've been to. That to, It's a nighttime party. It's and a night, yeah. Go to, to it in and, a and to get into the car in a wet bikini with like no towel, no cover up. We live very different lives, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But also in this, during this fight, it was also revealed that apparently Tori had been sleeping with both women. Yes. And they. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. He was sleeping with her as well. Okay. That is what was said that, and so they found that out. So then it turned into a fight then between Tori and Kelsey, at which point Meg said, I want to get out of the car. I'm not into this. Tried twice, finally got out. The window was rolled down. And according to Meg, that is when she saw a gun. He said, dance, bitch, and yep. started firing at her feet. So so this is where the rubber meets the road on this. So she gets out of the car, and from behind, she says, shots are fired at her feet, hitting her feet. Mm-hmm. Um, both feet. I, I had always heard it was one, but she testifies in this trial has come out that, that it was both feet that, that, that uh, the shots hit. He suggested, his attorney did in opening arguments, that... She could never see who her back was turned. She didn't know who fired it. The implication being that it's possible that it was Kelsey Harris who fired these shots. Yes. And not Tory Lanez who fired the shots. Now, that which is why the dance bitch comment is so important. I mean, it's possible that he you, just happened to have a lucky saying while someone else, else is firing? Or, or they were working in cahoots together and Kelsey had the gun and Tori was I'm the one. I'm also willing to assume that Kelsey is probably in a wet bikini with no cover-up as well. I don't know where you keep a gun. 
Well, fair, fair enough. I, yeah, again, they're, they're going to... Right, this is a criminal trial. He's being prosecuted. He, by the way, faces up to 22 years in prison. It's so funny. In the list of uh, possible sanctions, 22 years in prison and deportation to Canada. Oh, like, I didn't know I, he was Canadian. I, he's Canadian. Wow. But like, oh, yeah. those are the two sanctions. <laughs> I, you know. And on top of it, get out of here. <laughs> Go to Canada. Um, but but so, uh, so, so, yeah... It's hard to know. That, that seems to be the defense. We haven't heard from them yet. That's just opening argument. Opening arguments are not evidence. Uh, they now have the obligation in that once the prosecution rests uh, to call their own evidence. They, he will presumably testify that he never fired the guns. Kelsey Harris is obviously going to be exceptionally important yes. in, in, in testifying here. But here's another problem. Meg also claims that while uh, the cops, they could hear the cops coming, yeah. and he said, you know, I will give you a million dollars to not say anything. Right. So I don't know why he would do that if Kelsey fired the gun. Assuming she's telling the truth, he wouldn't. Yes. Uh, but she, he's going to deny he ever said that, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to he's gonna say, I never said that. So she, again, she, said, she testified yesterday that he offered her a million dollars. She said, I, so importantly, what she testified is that Meg the Stallion, I'm sorry, she testified that Tory Lanez, in the heat of the aftermath of this incredible blow up where she's now bleeding from her feet, he says, uh, I'll pay you a million dollars. I'm on probation. I can't let this get out. Uh, please don't testify against me or don't tell the cops what happened. His attorney points out that that's not true. He wasn't on probation at the time. Oh. And why would he say that if he wasn't on probation? Now, there's an answer to that question, which is he wanted to convince her that the peril for him was greater than just sure. shooting and therefore don't don't tell him because I'm on probation and, and sort of lied about it. it it's it, the whole thing. So he's going to testify when it's his turn that he never shot the gun, that presumably Kelsey Harris shot the gun or that he doesn't know who shot the gun. He never said dance, bitch. He never offered a million dollars. And so you have this, you know, he said, she said. So And then you have Kelsey Harris' testimony. We don't know what she's going to say. Presumably she's not going to say. She might say, I don't know who shot it, but it wasn't me. And keep in mind now that Kelsey and Megan are no longer friends. They're no longer friends. So, but Kelsey's got her own hide sure. to protect here, right? If Tory Lanez is pointing the finger at her, that's bad news for y- her. Yeah. She doesn't want that. Yeah. So she has to protect her own hide. She's going to throw it at, either throw it back at him or say she doesn't know who shot the, shot the gun. It's all going to come down to credibility. Who does the jury believe? Well, here's my question for you then. So Meg the Stallion did a sit down with Gail King and talked about the situation. Uh, this was a while ago. But while she was talking to Gail, she said that she, her and Tori did not have a sexual relationship. Now that she's on the stand, she's being honest. Is that going to hurt? Her credibility, do you think, with the jury? Because if she was a liar, then what's the truth? I mean, you'd have to. The defense would have to introduce it as evidence in, in the case that she fa- falsely told Gail King something. I, I, I'd have to think through how that cuts, right? Uh, so they did have a sexual relationship. Tory Lane's going to say either they did or they didn't, and she lied to Gail King about it. Therefore, it makes her a liar on the stand. I, I, I'm not sure. That seems a little bit sort of attenuated from the mm-hmm. from the case but that's that's an issue for the defense to take up they could certainly her what you say can and will you be used against you so she, her comments to gail king are certainly uh admissible mm-hmm. they could go to her willingness to tell the truth and if they're going to paint a larger picture about she has used this entire thing actually i, I see this now if they're going to paint a larger picture of she has used this event in, ef- in an effort to launch her career to greater heights, which it it has, and in fa- over the last two and a half years since this incident, her, her career has gone completely bananas. Yeah, um, and she's 
one of the biggest stars out there now. If that, if they're trying to paint a larger picture that this was all a PR stunt and she is trying to capitalize on Tory Lanez's status as a big time rapper in order to launch her to further her own career, look, part of that has been going on get uh, with Gail King mm-hmm. and telling this that I could see that them painting that picture and potentially having that become a relevant thing in the case, and it it doesn't look good. I mean, she could easily get up and say, look, it was important for me as a artist people lie about who they're sleeping with all yeah. the time you know that happens sure. in hollywood every and everywhere else all the time uh i mean they and not to mention they did bring up other people that she was sleeping with allegedly uh ben simmons and then there was one more i can't remember some celebrity i don't know but uh yeah. it'll um, be interesting to see what happens hopefully we leave the five-year-old at home today yeah it, it is it, a school day not it, to mention it's it's this weird thing you know I, I mean look he's well represented i'm sure it was discussed with his counsel how to appeal to the jury the last thing he wants to do is come off to the jury as some you know criminal mm-hmm. who's who doesn't have a real life and who's just a, a criminal you know he's got tats on his face and things that to some people on a jury might speak to the fact that maybe he's not a good guy. So today he brings a puppy. It's just, so today he brings Perfect. a puppy. But this is, look, people people play these games all the time, right? People it's bring just their, weird, their, a five-year-old to this people trial? People bring their families into, tri- into court all the bring time. Bring your mama, that's fine, but... Anyway, so she summed it up in her testimony yesterday, and it's sort of a... It, it, it's kind of like, if, if you believe Meg Thee Stallion, if you're inclined to believe her... Which I think most people are, and we uh, have the video of her standing in a bathing suit. Well, she was undoubtedly you know? shot. She was undoubtedly shot. Yeah. Shot at. It, there's there's testimony. There, there's there there's some suggestion that it may be shrapnel. It may be bullet fragments. Whatever. But look, gun shots were fired. Traumatic incident. And her feet were messed up as a result. Yes. The whether the bullets themselves hit her or the shrapnel hit her or the glass. That's sort of irrelevant to me, right? I yeah. Mean, she was she was badly yeah. badly injured. Um, by the firing of bullets. The only question is, who fired them? That's yeah. the only question. Mm-hmm. And if it was him, he's going to do time. And if it wasn't him, or if the, if, if the prosecution can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that it was him, um, then he'll go free. And and there you go. But she said, in this, very to your point, very emotional testimony, she says, because I was shot, I've been turned into some kind of villain, and he's the victim. This has messed up my whole life. This whole situation in the industry is like a big boys club. I'm telling on one of y'all friends. Now you're all gonna, gonna. Now you're all about to hate me. Mm-hmm. And she—that's her testimony—is that look, this guy is somebody who's very popular in certain circles, and they have come out and badmouthed her and tried to ruin her in order to prop up a, a criminal. Mm-hmm. And and so there, there you have it. Team so, Meg. Uh, team Meg. All right, I'm Team Justice. If <laughs> <laughs> you got some laughs in the room for that one. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. All right. uh, Let's move on to... um, 
Boy. Matter story still. R. Kelly, uh, we all know R. Kelly is serving the rest of his life basically in prison um, for uh, allegedly raping, kidnapping lots and lots of women. Um, he uh, and there's recently, apparently, his master recordings for some of his biggest hits were stolen from a storage locker. Um, and he is, you know, this is obviously, he's entitled to continue to make money. Uh, based on those master recordings, there he still can make money from the playing of the song. But you do, as an artist, you want to maintain the actual physical master recordings from from your work. Uh, and he has now lost control of those. Yes. So um, there was what he is saying an unauthorized release of a new album. Remember, we heard a few days ago that R. Kelly came out with a new album from prison. Weird. How I don't know. But uh, that's what we're finding out now, that he's saying that he was not behind this. The album that is named I Admit It, which is not a great title if you're R. Kelly. Uh, but he says that this is this is all from the stolen uh, recordings from the storage unit. Yeah. So. Um, if I'm R. Kelly, I'm like, thank God somebody else did it. Because I'm not sure anybody, you know, it would have been hard for me to physically get them published or get somebody to do it. Now somebody else has done it. And they're saying that they think there's. They're two roadies yep. who stole it from yep. the storage unit. Enterprising roadies. Okay. That's my adjective, not oh. theirs. Okay. Um, so, so it's interesting. You, you know, here, he, R. Kelly owes millions of dollars in restitution to the alleged, well, to the people who were found to be his victims. Um, so, you know, he's not really going to earn any money off of this or, or you know, that it could possibly overcome that money, that those, uh, what he owes to those people. You know, you make very little off of Apple and Spotify. You make incredibly small, even like the Taylor Swifts of the world that have billions and billions of downloaded songs off of these platforms don't make nearly the money they make from doing a single, you know, slate of concert tours. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly's not going to be doing many, many tours anytime no. soon. So he's not going to make the kind of money that's going to, that's going to make up the what he owes. I think the victims might be appreciative that this has been released if he gets a little bit of money because that money will be funneled to them. I think his attorneys, who probably haven't been paid everything, will probably be happy. They're actually first in line before the victims Oh, are really? Oh, oh, that's terrible. Why? why? The I, well, all get right, paid. I'm team justice over here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> lawyers got to get paid. Um, yeah, so, uh, but it's, a, it's an interesting situation to a point. And I say to a point because... Do we really care that R. Kelly is not getting, you know, not able to control his own song history at this point? And do we believe it? Do you and believe it? I, I don't know. I have, I have no. Uh, why would he lie about it? To make it more palatable that he released it? I, I suppose. Because <clears throat> he doesn't think he's a bad guy. No, he doesn't. Nobody thinks they're a bad guy. Yeah. Right. Hitler, you don't think? Hitler didn't think he was a bad no. guy. No. Okay, fair. I, I mean, you have to have. I, I, I don't know. I can't speak to him. Maybe he's had a real come to Jesus, but. You know, you can't commit the kinds of acts that he committed for as long a period of time as he committed them unless you have a real disassociation from reality. And, you know, to to kidnap and brainwash and sexually assault and rape women over that long of a period of time, he is he is a psychopath. And I he and, and by the way, he's never apologized. He's never said I did wrong. Yeah. He's never said, look, I made mistakes, but they weren't as bad as people suggest. He said I did nothing wrong. And you know, in his I Admitted song, which he released, 
just is, is a basically a, a tribute to his innocence. Now, if an R. Kelly song comes on, do you listen or do you change? I, I don't. I, I, I listen. I, I never bother myself with those kinds of things, especially really? here, especially here where the money's not going to him. Interesting. I, 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 just, I don't bother myself with, the, with those kinds of things. I wouldn't. I would if somebody was actively uh, was out of jail and actively engaged in, in criminal pursuits or whatever it was. I'd probably have a different stance. But generally speaking. I continue to I, I do it, I do it based on taste. Now my taste is going to be affected by what kind of person they are. Yeah. But now that he's locked away in prison for the rest of his life, you're going to get your my, ignition on. I would get my ignition hot and on. fresh out. The I kitchen. say it hypothetically because my okay. Spotify playlist doesn't have a lot. Of I, I was I didn't think so, but you never. Sometimes <laughs> you get a weird little nugget in there. Uh, we're just going to leave you real quick with uh, with a uh, send off a tribute to uh, DJ Twitch. Obviously, he was on the Ellen DeGeneres show. A company they worked mm-hmm. for the same company that you and I worked yeah. for for a long time, uh, Telepictures, which was owned by Warner Brothers, which owned TMZ for a long time. Um, and I've actually met him a couple of times. Uh, no nicer guy in the no world. No nicer guy. Every time we got him out, we we saw him last in September at the airport. Just a yeah. sweetheart. Really b- sweetheart. He uh, apparently took his own life in in, in a, uh, a hotel room uh, last night. Uh, uh, it was uh, early this morning. It, his wife went to the police on Tuesday, and I believe they found him in a hotel that day. Okay, so so, yes. so it happened on Tuesday. Um, you know, more more facts have to come out. We don't know exactly uh, the the circumstances surrounding it. It uh, at some point it doesn't really matter. No, he uh, just celebrated his ninth anniversary with his wife on Saturday. Uh, posted a video on Sunday dancing with her. They were both dancers. That's how they got their start in the biz. Uh, three kids. He was forty. Just terrible. Yeah. R.I.P. DJ, DJ Twitch. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much, guys. We will uh, see you tomorrow on the TMZ podcast later. 